Hello, listener, and welcome to Tuned In Dialed Up. Um, It's a very special episode, and I'm very excited. For people who have listened before, you might remember that a while ago, Gavin and I um, Mm. launched a a contest (laughs) called From the Sound Up, where we basically wanted to give a podcaster feedback um, on the show, kind of show our process, and hopefully open up discussion and and give people some ideas for how we look at podcasts as critics. So today joining us is Mark Swift of Life in Saunderville. Mark, hello. hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for being on. We really appreciate it. Welcome to the show, Mark. You just glutton for punishment, <laughs> I have to assume. <laughs> For making a choose-your-own-adventure yep, podcast, that that is a uh, a phrase I'm I'm uh, well acquainted with. I get called all sorts of things, all sorts of very mean things, uh, <laughs> but um, hasn't stopped me yet. Yeah, why don't you tell us a bit about life in Saunderville? Talk about how you came up with this absolutely wild idea, wild and Thank brilliant you. idea. Um, so. Uh, the the original original origin story it might be pretty funny, um, but uh, so let me let me just introduce it. I suppose. Um, so, Life in Saunderville mm-hmm. is a choose your own adventure podcast uh, with uh, two potential protagonists that you can follow. Uh, the basic story, the as as basic as I could possibly um, sum it up, is that there are you listen as one of two new doctors who moved to this strange little town to um, evaluate prisoners who are part of a prison system that treat them like circus acts. Uh, and that is the most basic I could get because it goes, it goes pretty wild from there. Um, the, <laughs> so the joking origin I have of uh, this project is um that I really, really hate the play Dangerous Liaisons or uh, Les Liaisons Dangerous, or however you would pronounce it if you actually spoke French. Um, so long story <laughs> short is I was studying abroad with some friends and uh, my friends were speaking about how they wanted to do, they, they had just seen Sleep No More and they, were, they wanted to do this immersive theater experience. Uh, one of the friends uh, in question is uh, Jordan Friedman, who plays uh, Dr. Todd Loveless in Life in Sonneville. Um So mm-hmm. they were speaking to me about how they wanted to do this immersive theater experience. And they pitched it to me and they were like, yeah, we could set up like as a hotel and it could be all based on dangerous liaisons and all these people sleeping around and could be really sexy and fun. And I was like, no, I hate that. It's awful. What you do is you turn, <laughs> you turn the fine arts building into a dystopian prison where the prisoners are, are um, forced to perform for the public and their executions are public. And it, it all like kind of happened on the spot. And when I was just shutting down their idea. So it's, <laughs> it doesn't have the happiest origin story, but um. <laughs> then uh, we never ended up doing anything like that uh, with with that. Um, but I just kind of held on to this idea of this circus style prison for like three to four years until um, kind of I quote unquote, like for myself, about 15 years too late, discovered podcasts. I was like, "Ooh, this could be a really fun idea. And uh, I've always been a really, really big fan of Choose Your Own Adventure. And I figured that was the closest I could get to the um original immersive experience that um 
my friends had kind of inspired me to explore. And can you explain how this is set up in the actual podcast itself, like how that choose your own adventure format works on a podcast? Sure. Yeah. So um, when you listen to the first episode, you as a listener, as a player, uh, are what I like to refer to as Schrodinger's uh, Schrodinger's protagonist. Uh, you are both um, both Todd and Aaron and uh, neither Todd nor Aaron. Um, so at the end of every episode, you are presented with a choice. Uh, at the end of the first episode, you are given the choice of who you want to introduce yourself as. And so there are, um, it's, it gets a little bogged down in the naming conventions. Uh, what we have now is the closest thing I could get to as clear as, um, as clear as possible. Uh, so there are Todd chapters, there are Aaron chapters, and then there are the A through Z. Um, when we, you know, get down the line, uh, it gets very wide. So, um, yeah, basically every, at the end of every chapter, there are, um, with one exception, uh, there are a possible two choices and you, um, go and listen to the appropriate chapter, uh, the appropriate episode afterwards to, uh, quote unquote, make your choice. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so smart. I think it's so inventive, um, so fun. It must have taken so it, much work, but I think it's so brilliant. Yeah, I it, love this It really setup. has become a labor of love um, and it, it moves very, very slowly because um, uh, my cast is great. I love, you know, they, they do such phenomenal work. I'm, I'm marrying Aaron Barrett like like uh that's that's my fiance in real life Abby Anderson, she's <laughs> phenomenal so um she could probably hear Aww. me she's probably outside the door right now uh but uh um so no they're, they're phenomenal but um I keep uh losing sound guys <laughs> uh my, my my editors um they're wonderful oh, they're yeah. they are my personal friends um Justin Giacchetti he edited he, he did the mixing and editing for uh chapters one and two and then um, a very good friend of mine, Max Silverman, he came in to edit uh, chapter three and um, he was able to edit all of chapter four mixing and editing, but uh, the program that he was editing it on had this update and he lost everything. So uh, I, I stepped in and finished all no. of chapter four. So now, now that's me. It's all me uh, now. So I, I do, I do the writing. I do the... Oh. The web stuff as little web stuff as there is um i do uh the um, recording <laughs> the and all of the post and all, all of the sound design do you do the sleeping uh, at occasionally all? yeah <laughs> <laughs> so for from the sound up one thing that's interesting about it for for fiction is we had everybody submit one episode and Gavin I know you wanted to talk about that a little bit yeah because like we were just talking about life in Sonderville is a choose your own adventure series so not mm -hmm. only is it a, a common thing for people who listen to fiction podcasts mm -hmm. to start at the beginning mm -hmm. choose your own adventure kind of necessitates you start at the beginning so Will <laughs> right. and I have this really weird experience of listening to this which we liked but yes it felt uh -huh. like i was breaking the rules <laughs> yes, yes. and because like because we're critics and we're here giving some critical feedback and obviously positive feedback yeah um we want to make sure that that's 
you know, that that's disclosed and that the audience knows, hey, some of the things we might bring up might have been solved somewhere else. And then I also want to know why you chose this episode specifically. So um, I think this is at the very crux of it. This is what Sonderville is about. This is actually also the first episode ever written. Um, uh, that That is a little bit of uh, oh. trivia for future rabid fans. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Todd, chapter 3B. Um, so I was uh, a part of a theater company and we did this whole series called uh, Radio Plays. And I was working, Sonderville was in its very early conceptual stages and I brought a early script to my boss at the time. And I was like, hey, could we read this on stage and actually have the audience choose live? Um, And so he was like, okay, yeah, just write me up something. And so I skipped the whole introduction of like the two possible protagonists. So in, in the early drafts of Sonderville, there was only one protagonist in Todd. Um, and the story w- just started throwing you right in uh, to the choice of uh, choosing your liver or your soul. So that is actually the first choice that I ever uh, wrote. And so I figured this is kind of the best way. That and uh, it has some, some music featured uh, that uh, very good friends of mine Uh, put together and I want it to be heard by everybody because they put so much work into it (laughs) (laughs) the music like I know we're gonna touch on this eventually the music is so good it is so it's so perfect yeah like oh I was actually gonna (laughs) it's incredible I forgot to put a note down for this but yeah I was wanting to know if that is yeah the something you had made no the the music is um the music and the um and our uh, all of our promotional images um, are the things I have not made, uh, even not even slightly. Uh, I so uh, AJ Mastrangeli, who plays um, both of the Maddox brothers in in the actual story, he he wrote the um, he wrote the intro music and the outro music, which is uh, they're kind of basically the same piece, but just um, mixed up a little differently. Um, and that was the intro music. What you heard is the first draft that I received from him. And I, I gave him a note. I was just like, when I was requesting what I wanted, I was like, just start it with like an A flat minor chord and go from there. And he designed this crazy intro and it, it blew my freaking mind. And I was like, this is perfect. I was like, you don't have to do anything. Uh, and so, um, but the, the other song, the Circo music was, um, uh, written and designed by a very good friend of mine. His name is Ben Knudsen. And we got some other help, uh, from, he, he, he called in, uh, some of his friends as well, um, who are some of my friends, uh, you know, a little bit distant acquaintances, you know, we all went to high school together, um, mm-hmm. in, uh, Connor DeVries and, uh, a fellow who I don't know his name was Christopher Capshock um so they um they all put they all banded together just to like get me this great piece of music and I I love it so I just I I want people to hear it all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's killer and it's absolutely perfect for the piece like 
it just, it works so well. Well, okay, let's, <laughs> let's stop talking about it and let's get into it. So, um, so for, for listeners, the way this is going to work is we're going to discuss specific time codes um, and we'll have these edited in as you'll hear. And then on our feed, you'll also be able to hear the entire episode um, in its completed form because we want you to be able to listen to that. But make sure that you also actually listen on Life in Sonderville feed and you subscribe. Um, yeah. And then, Mark, one last thing for you. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously Gavin and I are both podcast critics and I know that you like signed up for some critical feedback, but one thing that's really important to me is that if it ever feels like we are going too hard or making you uncomfortable at all, please let us know. It's, it's so important that you have a good experience here. Um, and obviously it's also not going to be all negative in case our excitement has not already shown that, but yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I absolutely. There, there's already things I could go on for for a couple hours talking <laughs> about what I don't like. But um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm very open. I, I I've got a a pretty thick skin when it Good. comes to just uh, never, never feel guilty if you want us to back off on something. Let's okay. Start off with a little twenty second segment here, uh, sure. right near the beginning. Look good. Would you look at that? One hundred percent unmurdered. Doctor Loveless. Wait, what? I've still got an hour, right? Did I read my schedule wrong? No, here it is. Doctor Loveless, please open up. Coming. Eleven thirty. I'm supposed to have until eleven thirty. So, um, one thing we were talking about, or you were talking about earlier, is cycling through sound designers. And here in chapter three, or at least this segment of chapter three, the thing that stands out here, I notice a lot in audio drama, it's either a little bit or tons of sound effects. Like this one finds a happy medium with door knocking the the nature sound effects to indicate what time of day this is Mm -hmm. and uh, the muffling of the person on the other side of the door. I really like this. Um, And it's, the only uh i don't even i don't even think it's a negative comment but i do notice it seems like there were some areas things weren't necessarily balanced like at at the very beginning at like 20 seconds in the time code i'm not even gonna play the clip there's like one sound effect that's way quieter than another and as someone who (laughs) just finished an 18 minute pilot i totally like understand looking at a huge thing with all these Mm -hmm. hundreds of clips um but this, what we just listened to, I really like. Yeah. Nothing's overpowering. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, yeah, my my direction for that is I I really like as, in general, I'm the kind of person who's all about minimalism. Uh, I so I I, yeah. I do as as little as we can get away with. Um, however. One of my like self criticisms is that, and now now it's me dealing with this since I'm I'm now new sound designer. Um, is that my yeah my, in my original like in the uh, actual drafts of the script, my sound effects notes are so incredibly vague. It's a miracle at all that uh, people like <laughs> even put good stuff down. So like. That was something I was learning. It, it, this is all very new to me. I'm I'm a I'm pretty fledgling um, creator, uh, all things considered. Oh no, I totally understand. Um, yeah. I'm still getting used to putting sound effect notes in my scripts because I have um, 
mm-hmm. Julia Shafini as a voice actor. And what I didn't know is when you have Julia Shafini as a voice actor and you mention a sound effect for yourself, uh, Julia <laughs> will just try to do it. Oh my God, um, does she really? Julia <laughs> had lines where her character was eating and she went and made toast. Oh my God, that's to awesome. Crunch on and to do so yelling. <laughs> that was i it turned out great but it was right. also like love she sent me an email that said enjoy my <laughs> weird no- mouth noises gavin <laughs> <laughs> no but i think i think that one thing that's really interesting about um your piece specifically is you have this minimalist approach but it's such a maximalist idea that yeah. the two pair up really well because with something this high concept you could go really overboard but like gavin said the light touch here with just enough design, the little muffle on the voice, the little atmospheric is so nice. Um, and then to part of that, um, the first time I listened to this, when I was just reviewing the submission, I listened by itself, like via web browser. Today, I listened again just to brush back up and I listened to it in my podcatcher after having listened to a few other podcasts. The mix was a yeah. little bit quiet compared to other podcasts um, in my feed. Which meant I had to amp up the volume a little yeah, bit more, which no, is not uh, really a chapter huge three deal, overall is for if, some reason it came out yeah. significantly quieter. I, I I think we remedied it in in chapter four, but chapter three as a whole is much quieter. Um, and I I'm not sure why that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. audio is weird. <laughs> yeah, so I feel you. Do we want to hop over to our next timestamp? Uh, yeah, so let's move a little bit forward. We can start talking about the titular ringleader. Yeah, and let's let's give some context. Gavin, can you set up the scene? Uh, yeah, so we have, as mentioned uh, by Mark earlier, we've reached the point where we're looking, we're actually in this, well, circus of prisoners. Uh, and I think where this time code is, is right when the prisoners are being let in and the ringmaster is sort of giving his first monologue of the episode. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get a little bit of that. My friends, if society was a human body, then the occupants of the great Circo Tormentorum would be every virus, every blood blister and canker sore that plagues us on a daily basis. Before you stand seven men, five women, murderers, manslaughterers, serial killers, cancer. What? And they are sorry for what they've done. Isn't that right? Yes, yes. we are sorry. Where we have this. And you've heard it straight from plotting, the source. Uh, sorry. Eternally moving music that is amazing for this scene. It's so fantastic. It's really yeah, perfect. I, oh my god, I I I could gush over the music. Like I I have it on my phone and I just listen to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I was so happy with uh with how that music came out. My my a uh, good my good buddy Ben. He is just a genius. I I I can't give him high enough praise. It's really perfect. It is. Uh, there's really only one. Act anything I would qualify as a criticism for the scene, and it's a, a few seconds after that clip, you have the ring, the, or the ring. I keep wanting to say ringmaster. The ringleader <laughs> makes the prisoners dance. Um, and there's a few segments where it, it feels like his dialogue 
stops just so that the voice actor can stop to do another take. Not necessarily that the sentence would stop there, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Oh, uh, so yeah, um, basically, uh, I can explain this one <laughs> if, if that's okay. No, go for uh, it. So, uh, uh, I play, I play the warden. Um, and so, uh, I had timed out what I thought would be the perfect amount of dialogue, uh, to match the song ah. specifically. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to the performance, uh, there was this huge chunk of nothing. And I was like, wow. I was like, listeners are just listening to the song at this point. And so I kind of riffed and just started improvising lines as I was listening to the music go. And so those, it's a, there's a like two to three lines of the warden just saying stuff. Uh, and that, that it wasn't even scripted. It was just me listening, listening to the music with my headphones on and talking and saying stuff. So, Oh, the improv yeah, feels good. Like the though. content yeah, feels no, that, good for sure. Yeah. Was, I just, the thing that stood out to yes. me was the gaps, but also I have been editing a lot lately. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I think I think that there was a little a little too much room in some places. Um, it did feel like at one point there was a pause for some foley to be heard clearly versus letting the foley happen and letting the dialogue happen on top of it. Um, I would like those to blend mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, but the improv felt really good. I could not tell it was improv. It felt like it added to the feeling and added to the character a lot, which I love. Yeah. So good well, instinct you. there, for um, sure. On the subject of Foley, there's one specific bit of Foley uh, both Will and I have marked here. Let me just hit play on that. That specific clip is the uh, Goliath. Am I remembering the term? Correct. Okay. That is the Goliath. I assume killing the prisoners and the, the assume is my note here because the Foley of squishing what I assume is ground beef (laughs) uh, and the Goliath roaring doesn't necessarily, I mean, a character does go like my God right after but the the squishy sound effect doesn't really indicate what's happening here. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we we. Yeah, I no, like the good. squish a lot. It's yeah, it's I gross just, as hell, little, and I appreciate uh, that. I want a little yeah. seasoning on top of it, like bones cracking or something what, like that. Yeah, what it what yeah, what it was yeah. lacking. So there was a couple of uh, earlier versions of it where it had a full on hit a crowd reaction and then finally the blood that's what the squishing is supposed to kind of gotcha indicate is the blood running and mm-hmm. pouring over the stage uh and it, it just it felt like too much so no i got you yeah but um i think mm. i think uh it it probably shows that we i i i dialed it back too like too much in the opposite direction so see that and I have, again, uh, I know I'm, I keep talking about editing a lot, but uh, just I've cut entire scenes and restructured mm-hmm. them just because 
in my writer head, I'm like, and then, and then the ship will fly by and it would sound really cool. And then when I sit down to edit it, it's like, you can see seven sound effects sitting over each yeah. other and you just can't tell them apart. Is this, is this something that you have found a way to find the balance on in, in later episodes? I like to think so. Um, chapter four. What's your method for that? Oof. So it's a it is a mixture. Um, <laughs> it is a mixture of some live foley that I record and uh, a lot of uh, freesound.com or dot org, um, which I'm sure a lot of people are very mm -hmm. familiar mm -hmm. with. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. And so I, uh, but what I've been doing is I I'm I, I actually mix up. I've been actually mixing together my own foley with some free sound stuff to to kind of get some fresher things uh mm -hmm. as, as mm -hmm. far as like audio storytelling with just the the sound bites so that's been my method um and if you if you listen to chapter four stuff uh with the exception of two chapters that were able to be salvaged of max's work um the majority of uh chapter four is is my mm. own work so um if you listen to that, you can see what the progress or uh, regression has been. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got one more mm -hmm. time code here before I get to do my gushing. Let me just get to the time code real quick. I literally just have a <laughs> note that starts with an all cap bold. So <laughs> that should indicate what I'm about yes. to say. Let me see here. Rehabilitation does not focus on the individual, but rather on society as a whole. And it is our responsibility that those who threaten society be wiped out of it. You're insane. Now you hold your tongue, young man. So, the warden is this, and I say this in the nicest way possible because I, it, it, I legit mean it, is the most scenery-chewing character <laughs> I have encountered in a long time. I love it. This, this feels like like Alan Rickman and Robin Hood. He just it, like he is just there. Uh, my my one question is, um, what were the, was there significant time between recording this scene and the re, like the actual uh, execution scene? Because my note here is that you have this like larger than life bombastic delivery here, but in the um, in the actual like execution talking the audience scene he's a little bit more reserved and a little less intense on the southern accent um do you mean uh post execution like just just yes so, uh, sorry. that that is um that was my choice i record everything chronologically um and, and okay uh, gotcha. we have neither the equipment nor the budget to record more than one person at a time. So everything that you hear is all just one yeah. person. Um, and then right, I, right. you know, splice it up room, and yeah. oh my God, it is so tedious. Uh, and, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, so the warden, the warden <laughs> is, uh, I mean, all, all of these characters are very special to me because I, you know, I write the whole thing. Um, and the warden is so, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, here's a little. I I'm, I'm I speak very tangentially. I'm I apologize if that if that gets old. Go for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, you're fine. You're fine. We favorite, do the same. And I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 going. I'm going. I'm I'm outing myself as uh, the proud weeaboo that I am. Um. So my favorite <laughs> uh, anime, my favorite piece of media, 
uh, ever is a anime by the name of Bacano. Uh, and there's this one character whose name is uh, Lad Russo and he just talks. And so uh, <laughs> when, and, and like he, he has an entire episode of just and, and like the, the name of the episode is like Lad likes killing a lot and talking a lot. That's the name of the episode. And I, I read this interview with the uh, creator of that uh, series. And he said that whenever he felt bad about what he was writing, like if he ever was feeling self feeling self doubt, he just wrote more lad dialogue. And that's, that's kind of what my <laughs> therapy is with the warden. Whenever I feel like trash, I just, I go to the warden. I make it as wild as possible. And uh, I'll occasionally cut a couple of lines, but not many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you? I, yeah. No, I really love the warden. I think he is so much fun. I, I'm okay with him being more bombastic here. I think that it kind of makes sense in the, you know, as mm-hmm. like a performer, which he is. Um, I think if you wanted to hone a little bit more, you could try to focus the accent a little bit more specifically. Maybe just do some more some more accent research um the south has a like just ridiculous amount of different dialects super 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 specific and i think if you you know picked one state and kind of did some research on that accent specifically you could get a little bit more honed um i don't think it's terribly necessary to get that specific now be careful um, with, like you'll said. find people to tell you, you know, you're from Kentucky, you're from you're from henderson yeah. tell you, the evansville accent's got a really strong evansville accent it's only 20 miles so, apart it's really uh, different i yeah i can't give <laughs> too too much away but um oh okay <gasps> This was a choice. Oh <laughs> shit, that's so cool. Sorry, I got really excited. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, Never mind. Hear Will's closet when she gets excited. It's amazing. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think I've already spoken too much. I think I've already spoken too much. Okay. Well, I'll say my one thing. <laughs> if it's intentional, cool. But um, my the one real thing I felt during the your liver or your soul scene was this is great. I wish he had been at this percentage the first time I heard mm-hmm. him, but there was never a moment when I thought, Oh, this warden mm-hmm. character, who cares? Like, I'm not saying it was a muted performance before it's just, you went from 85 to 99. <laughs> uh, now. Can we, can we please, get a little bit more yes, of that liver and soul scene? Click forward to that. Uh, yes. Let me ask you something, Dr. Todd. Would you rather lose your liver or your soul? What? Say we laid your liver and your soul on a table. Which could you part with? To most people, especially the religious, the choice is a no-brainer. Or rather, a no-liver. No one wants to risk losing their chance at eternal happiness. But what is a soul, really? Where are you going with this? I mean, is the soul just like your other organs? When you die, your liver doesn't just fly away. It stays with you, and you stay in the earth. We know that. Hell, we're the ones who put you there. What are you getting at? Do you think you could recognize your own soul if you saw it? If we somehow put it on a table with five other souls, could you point yours out? 
Could you point out your own liver, your flesh, your eyes? No. You need context, and that's what death takes from you. This is some 2298 making society a negative thing level shit, and I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. you, you mentioned this was it's the first so choice great. you wrote, um, but like, how long did this take you, really? Uh, to, to write the scene? Yeah, like, was it... D did you really have to chew over, like, the liver-soul dichotomy? It, it came... Or? As I was writing it, I'll be honest. Uh, this oh my this god, one, aren't those the yeah, best? Th th <laughs> uh, this chapter, um, what you hear, I think, is probably the second draft uh, of this chapter as a whole. Uh, that speech is like the yeah, it's probably all like second draft. Um, I was in bed one night. It was about two thirty in the morning, and I was just writing. And I was like, oh, this is good. I was like, it's fun. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no, um, this, this one in particular, not to ever suggest that any of this is easy, but this particular speech yeah. uh, came pretty easily. One thing that really, like, I, I, I enjoy the whole scene, but the thing that really got me was that you nested the choice so, like, it's not yeah. subtle. But the choice is nested in there so nicely. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called You Suck at Cooking. And one of their videos is... <laughs> how, how the hell are you going to tie these two things together, Gavin? <laughs> Hold on. One of their videos is a parody of... Uh, there was a phase where YouTubers used annotations to make choose-your-own-adventure videos. And they were all oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, you're, you suck at cooking made fun of this by doing a cookie recipe, but anytime a choice had to happen, it was make cookies or go to Mars mm -hmm. or he would open <laughs> something and there'd be a treasure map and it would be like, go on this adventure or continue making the cookies. Like it was just these choices that were complete crap <laughs> and they never felt real or legitimate. Your liver or your soul is just i want to i want to keep listening and i want yeah. to start charting out all the different paths mm -hmm. on a piece of paper <laughs> yes it's it's so good i'm i'm i think kind of infamous for having a soft spot for anything that messes with form even a little bit but because of that i've been exposed to a lot of things that mess with form and there is a very very specific line between I'm messing with form because I'm messing with form and I'm messing with form with great purpose. And I love that this messes with form in a way that is so fun and so exciting, but also has this great purpose. You know, you weave that idea of choice right into the text itself, as well as it being part of the form, um, which I think is so refreshing. It's a really great example of how to mess with form in a way that isn't just gimmicky. It's directly related to what the piece is trying to Thank say. You. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, 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 yeah. Basically, the the goal um yeah i i really just i don't know i i really love the idea <clears throat> that to me uh in in my mind uh sonderville is uh one story with two sides and then uh me writing my own fan fiction uh of it like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's that i love that <laughs> did you 
Okay, this is going to be a divisive question because it's a divisive game. Ooh. Did you like Bioshock Infinite or play Bioshock Infinite? I I watched my friend play most of it. Um, <clears throat> okay. And I I know how it ends, if that's maybe what you're kind of getting okay. at. Um, Aiming at? <laughs> there was, I mean, there was just, it, there was some overlap for me at least. I, I'm a big, big, big fan of the game. I know people, uh -huh. it's one of those love it or hate it games. Um, so I mean this all as a compliment. There's a lot of play with choice and duality in that game that I felt had overlap here, as well as just the kind of like, you know, eerie vintage vibe of it. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really great. I think it's I think it's such Thank an you. interesting concept. Thank I really love much. how you executed yeah, no, um, it. I, I thought I thought Bioshock yeah. Well, one, I think Bioshock as a series is phenomenal. So any any sort of reference yeah. to that yeah. or comparison is uh high praise uh, in my opinion so i i take that very very <laughs> yeah. uh seriously and that that thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, uh, on that uh or on the note of um talking about the choice uh there are currently four chapters of life in sonderville out correct there are I believe it's 16 total episodes and they, it's chapters one through four. Is there any um, timeline for future releases? <sighs> Chapter five, I am hoping to release sometime in mid-February. Nice. All right. Sweet. So that, that'll be another eight episodes. And then uh, chapter, chapter six will be 16 and chapter <laughs> seven will be 32. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. No. So um, here's 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 a here's a spoiler. Uh, it it ends no matter what at chapter ten. I can so, see why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, ooh, that hurt. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. So, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of writing that goes into it. I've already written um, I'm I, I've already written chapter six in its entirety. So I have about. I think I have about 500 some pages written and it'll be in total about, I think I, uh, I did like the logistics of it. It should in total be about 1500 pages. Um, and then somewhere in the ballpark of like 24 hours, if you were to listen to every single episode, it'll be, I think about 98 episodes in total when it when everything is all said and done whoa my jaw dropped and then just didn't close like, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible um please sleep please <laughs> <laughs> so we've got about 15 minutes left um we've got you on the line so i want to from the sound up, um, part of the reason that we did it is because as critics, we want to make our process transparent and make how we give that feedback transparent. But I also think that it's really important for podcasters like you to kind of, you know, discuss their process and what they've learned. So I'd love to hear from you. What what is your main piece of advice for people who want to get into podcasting, whether it's you know, whether it's fiction or nonfiction and whether it is something general or something like hyper specific. I just love to know what you would want to say to an aspiring podcaster. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. This is tough because I feel like I don't necessarily have the level of knowledge nor expertise to really 
give great advice in this field because um, I'm I feel like I'm so new at it and I, I'm I'm constantly making mistakes. Um, so I guess my advice is to not let your mistakes distract you. Yes. Um, yeah. That 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 because that's what I'm learning constantly is like I, I'm fumbling all over the place, but you know. Now I'm talking to you guys, so something must be going <laughs> okay. Uh, so that 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 would be my big advice. All and and also learn learn how to do sound design. Um, just yeah. just just learn it. Um, you you can. What have your tools been in learning how to do it? What's that? Have have you you like have you watched any YouTube tutorials? Have you looked anything up? Like how how what's your process been like learning how to do sound design? Uh, so um, again. I can't really speak um, directly. I speak entirely in references. Um, so if our, 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 you brought up Bioshock. So here's another uh, one of yeah. my favorite game series, yes. uh, Dark Souls. Um, yeah. So you just, you learn by mm-hmm. dying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so that's, that's kind of been my process uh, is I open Audacity and then I, I die. And then... <laughs> I I reload <laughs> Audacity uh, and then you know now I've beaten Ornstein and Smo and it uh, I know how to do a couple tricky things so that's, Let me just that's about it. This um, uh, yeah so my sound effects folder <laughs> currently has seventy <laughs> things in it which doesn't sound like a lot except none of them have good names and then there are five nested folders each of which are sound effect packs I bought which have hundreds of things in them oh oh yeah 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 I, yeah. I, yeah naming stuff oh my god yeah just label everything I'm such oh a my fan god. of five four seven three zero <laughs> underscore digifish music underscore photocopier <laughs> can you play that <laughs> I, yeah, actually, I can just put it in Zencaster one sec. <laughs> <laughs> the the joys of Zencaster. Oh, Zencaster, we uh, love you. Zencaster, <laughs> Digi, everybody, this is Digifish Music underscore photocopier. That's a long photocopier noise. <laughs> That's pretty sound. dang good. That's actually why. Uh, yeah, I I use that in a kitchen scene, believe it or not. But yeah, yeah, it's a great uh, microwave. I can I can totally relate to the opening something up and just kind of try and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, is there is there anything else you wanted to talk about um, or ask us also as as critics? Anything you wanted to know from us? Ooh. Um... Sorry. Ooh, you caught me unprepared here. Uh I had no No, it's okay. It's okay. Um Oh jeez. Uh I don't know. I guess so I guess with your with your program um do you find that you are seeing when it comes to uh maybe I, you, I think that's a Will. Am You're I, good, am I good on my side. Um, it looks like okay. Will internet okay. just dropped, uh, but do continue. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, I'm sure I, I read, I, I know I follow Will on Twitter. I don't know necessarily if I follow you, Gavin. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, I will change that. Uh, so I see a lot of stuff about, you know, um, 
podcasting in general is, you know, there's basically no bar for entry. And so there you're constantly coming up, I imagine, uh, to, um, programs that have, you know, people behind it with very little yeah. experience. Do you find that when you are, uh, reviewing something, is it the, the fiction or the nonfiction podcasts that you find? Oh, are, she's back. Um, <laughs> do you find it's the like one over the other that um there are some more novice mistakes and if there's maybe something that can be said about that to the and will so you can mull this one over the uh it, it what you just missed was the is it do fiction or non-fiction shows have more uh rookie mistakes and feelings to them um when it's a nonfiction show, it's very rare, I find, at least Will might be able to speak to this, I don't find a lot of nonfiction podcasts to have a lot of effort put into I them. would absolutely agree with that. Uh, and when I say that, I do want to nod to shows like 99% Invisible that have like journalistic effort put into them. Uh, whenever it gotcha. requires research, it's usually... Uh, like flash forward flash forward is fantastic yeah. well researched um it, it's a little big to be teeny but uh rose is fantastic when it's dudes talking about movies that's when things kind of fall apart fiction is such yeah. a labor-intensive process that even when it's a show that is designed to be like one person alone in a room like it's uh, a sort of night veil-esque yeah single narrator situation even then it requires so much thought and putting yourself out there because you wrote it um there are when there are mistakes it's stuff like oh no your sound effect was not the same volume that you wanted it to be whoops yeah yeah. i'll say (laughs) it's never like wasting time right so for for nonfiction, um, like Gavin said, the journalistic pieces, the sort of deep dives, those are usually pretty well put together. Um, for the podcasts that are like three dudes talking movies, I want to highlight Horse a little bit. Um, this is, I think, a podcast we've talked about before. We've definitely had Eric Silver on. It, our... it, it was leaked on the show. <laughs> talk about so in their most recent episode um they made a really goofy joke and then they were like okay well that's the end of the show that's that's horse we're done forever bye which you know is a joke that people have done in their shows before like that's a pretty like that's a common joke to make but they went the extra step and actually put in like their end credit music (laughs) underneath (laughs) which was so Uh. brilliant It's, it's it's the little steps like that where that's a, a tiny little thing it's easy to add in an edit that can really make a nonfiction shine for me and really make a stand out for the, from the crowd that so many nonfiction, so many nonfiction are just not edited to where I want them to be for fiction. Gotcha. I have a really specific one that, that came up because I saw a casting call today that I loved. Um, there is a casting call for an upcoming audio drama called homecoming. Nope. Hometown homecoming is already a thing. I was going to say, nope. <laughs> You are on record as hating Homecoming. I did not like Homecoming. But Hometown, one thing I loved is that they called for actors to have a specifically 
blue snowball mic or equivalent. And in the casting call, they said, this might seem like a strange request if you have a mic that's better. Because admittedly, the blue snowball is fine. Um, It's nothing groundbreaking. It's what I had um, when we started tuned in dialed up. But the reason, at least to my knowledge, the reason that they're doing this is because one thing that I notice immediately is if there are actors oh, on different yeah. mics and there's different quality, mm-hmm. it breaks that immersion no. for me immediately. And granted, I'm I'm very sound picky. I know this about myself. It's something that some audiences may not notice, but it, it always throws me off. And that's one of the most mm-hmm. common rookie mistakes I hear. Yeah, I mean, it's not there. Oh, sorry. Go on. I, I was just going to say to that. And uh, one of the reasons why our recording process takes like weeks to do mm-hmm. is because I have every, I have all of my castmates. We're, we're all personal friends. Um, I have them come to my house to record specifically on my equipment. And it shows. Um, See, yeah. And yeah. That, I was going to, that's exactly the, the words I was going to say <laughs> in the show. Yeah. I think that that's brilliant. And I think, I think that that's something that a lot of podcasters can't get away with, or they, you know, they have a great remote actor, um, but I think that that's something to really keep in mind is, is sometimes you may actually need actors to be on worse mics than what they have, but it's going to have a better overall effect. Yeah. No, Which, that, listener, that, yeah. if you want to peek a little behind the curtain, listener at home, you might want to note that a lot of your favorite rookie podcasts have excuses for characters to be either over a speaker, on a phone, yep. or artificial. Yes. <laughs> It's to hide it. Yeah, which I think is, I think that's a good workaround. I'm okay with that. I do it. Actually, <laughs> I should say, I could put, okay, so my AI character, I put a ton of stuff on Vin, and I feel bad because Vin's voice is beautiful uh, and would sound like Vin is in the room with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I have the only AI, I, it's just me and Ant, me and Marsfall. Marsfall and I are the only two AI characters who don't need to be fucked up to hide the mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But moving back to the effort thing, I will tie this back into life in Sonderville. The your artwork and music oh, are so good. Sold me immediately yes. on this being a show by someone who cares. Yes. Um, yes. And I know that's not something something that's cheap or easy to get for people so, just starting um, out. Uh, I am blessed with great friends. So. Um, I was going to say, networking is where you get this. Like I said, uh, so AJ Mastrangeli, he did the the intro music. Um, I have I have written checks to him, and he has ripped them up in my face. Um, wow. So uh, he's a very good friend of mine. We've known each other for about 13 years. And then uh, as for the actual image that you see, um, my best friend in the whole wide world, who I've known for 16 years, his name is Alec Grasso. Uh, follow him on Twitter. He is one of the most talented artists just graphic designers and animators that i've had the privilege to know all of my life um yeah alec grasso he did the uh, i commissioned him uh for for the um the all the image that you see in the back as well that the oh the fool that is our kind of our company name uh oh the fool uh so the little fool guy and then the life in saunderville actual promotional artwork uh, that was all him yeah. And I want to say, Gavin, networking is how you get it. However, even if it's your friends, make sure that you at oh, least no, yeah. offer to pay. <laughs> yeah. Networking is how you find those opportunities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do not. I, 
<laughs> friend of mine just got uh, shafted by somebody for artwork they did. So yes. yeah, I want to make that perfectly clear. Yes. And also like if, if you're a new podcaster and you can't afford, you know, getting that artwork, getting that music, there are lots of resources out there. Um, There's I, I was like raised on Photoshop tutorials. There's a ton out there yeah. so that you can find out how to make artwork of your own. Um, even just using assets, like I am not an artist at all, but I can Photoshop something together pretty nice, mm -hmm. um, because of tutorials. I guess my thesis here is if you put the effort in, it shows. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Going through the effort to get music, artwork, all that you can make artwork in Microsoft paint legitimately yes. and make it look good. If you put the time in, I wouldn't advise it cause there are better tools, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I maintain, uh, what what happened to pizza and mcdonald's intentionally shitty art is fantastic yeah. because there's so many layers to how crap that thumbnail is <laughs> uh, but yeah life with sonderville i i've had it in my um podcatcher for a while it's really easy for me to lose shows because i'm subscribed to like 200 but that purple like commitment to the that color scheme yeah pops so like, good I see it um and that's one thing that really helps shows but at least for someone like me who's kind of a power mm -hmm. user <laughs> is having yes. a unique yeah. style exactly um but yeah uh any other questions before we start plugging stuff Mark? um no not to no, put you on I, the spot I, uh... oh geez um let's uh here's my question uh do you figure out jj uh, i don't know is that did you listen? Did you listen to all of it or no? Did you just listen to one chapter? I've only listened to the first I, to this chapter for okay. right now. So, uh, yeah. I wanted and to make only sure because... that the was just pointed, just um, not pointed, just, yeah, pointed at this one specifically. Sure. Uh, so I will keep, say keep, keep, that keep is that the only reason. Um, ooh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 so really, I really just want to build hype for all of like, so again, tangentially. Um, so one of the things that I really hope becomes apparent. Uh, and it doesn't really start until about chapter five for Aaron. But um, when you're listening through, uh, one of the big things that I wanted to achieve uh, with the difference between Todd and Aaron is not so simple as uh, here's, here's boy, here's girl. Um, but they, they exist in the world so differently. Um, and even mm -hmm. as to how people treat them. And so Todd's storyline, his arcs come across as more of an adventure, whereas Aaron's become more of a mystery. Uh, and so mm. I really am just trying to plant seeds um, wherever I can about some of the mystery aspects, um, although they're not entirely apparent just yet. Um, there's a there's going to be a nice big one uh, in chapter five, uh, a huge, huge plot point that'll come up in uh Aaron chapter 5b um so that yeah get ready <laughs> yeah well I can say that well, now that we've talked about it you've definitely made two dedicated listeners so here glad. like we're yeah. definitely going to be getting I'm back so into yeah. it my only reason for not listening is if I did 40 minutes of this recording would be just me going so here's my conspiracy <laughs> yeah. so uh, there's, there's there's a lot of room for theory uh because I I'm just a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, and because, um, and th th this isn't, um, so this isn't a spoiler in and of itself, but uh, every Todd chapter 
has a corresponding Aaron chapter. They they do happen at the same time. So if you if you are keen, mm. uh, if you're a keen listener, you can actually follow other characters' storylines just by listening to the Todd oh, and the Aaron's man. in the right way. <laughs> so there's <laughs> you are you're just lining up for me to have a conspiracy theory wall yeah this is gavin's dream (laughs) there are two characters um in particular that i know get this a lot um i think the biggest one who i think like at at his surface uh and he's not in this chapter that uh, we discussed today but his name is captain maddock captain felix maddock uh he is probably on surface one of the most boring characters but when you listen to his Todd interactions followed by his Aaron interactions, uh, and if you follow his story through that, um, I think he's probably maybe the most complex character in the show. Um, so I'm I, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to build that up too much, but um, there, there are characters who <laughs> really have like, you can follow the entirety of their day based on um, if you listen to the Todds and Aaron's in the right order. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited to listen. <laughs> well, that leads us to the most important part. Oh. Mark, where can people find you and Life in Sonderville online? So, uh, Life in Sonderville is on almost every streaming service that I uh, can think of off the top of my head. We are on Spotify. We are on uh, Apple iTunes. We are on Google Play Music. And we are on uh, Stitcher Radio. Uh, it's all, um, and you know, our main our main one is our Buzzsprout account. Um, uh, so that should be uh, life and so- or Buzzsprout.Sonderville.com, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and or Sonderville.Buzzsprout.com. Um, and we'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes as yeah, well. Yeah, um, you can follow me, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Swift, on Twitter at um, at AeroTeamSwift. That uh, is E R O T E M E Swift. Uh, it's it's a fancy word for question mark. Um, so and Ooh. then um, so question mark Swift. Ha ha. Uh, and there's my <laughs> pun. There's my pun for the day. And, uh, <laughs> <I'll try>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, and you can follow uh, Life in Sonderville as um, uh, on Twitter at um, Sonderville Pod. And oh, and we have a Facebook page that is our Over the Fool, um, the actual production company that puts it all together. Um, and you can find us on Facebook slash Over the Fool. Perfect. Gavin, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet at, or I'm on Twitter as at the Pod Report, T H E P O D R E P O R T. And if you want to hear uh, the. Uh, I completely forgot how to plug my own show there for a second. (laughs) If you want (laughs) to, you can find out about my sci-fi sitcom series, a Hope Bunk sitcom for a weary world standard docking procedure at dockingpod.com. And Will, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at at WillWWrites. That's W-I-L-W underscore rights. You can find me at WillWilliams.reviews. You can find me on the podcast host and Discover Pods and sometimes Polygon. Um, Yeah. And people can find the show at 
at tuned in dialed up on Twitter, at dialed up podcast at wordpress.com. Yep. <laughs> there you go. And in your hearts and souls. <laughs> Mark, oh. thank you so much again. Seems quite invasive. I don't know if they signed oh, no, I, I, papers. I implanted that. it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sign anything. I don't need papers for what I do. Thank you so much for having Mark, me. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. So much fun. <laughs> we really appreciate it. And listener, thank you for joining us for our inaugural From the Sound Up. We'll have two more soon. And you'll also hear a report from me and Gavin from PodCon. Oh, Yay! Fun. Yeah. Okay. Bye! Bye-bye. <laughs>